When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dusty Thunder podcast, formerly known as the Reddit Said It podcast. Rebrand. By the time this comes out, the rebrand will be out and all of our channels will be Dusty Thunder branded, which gives us a little bit more freedom. And we have a very, very special guest with us today. Tony Spark. Hello. This guy. Tony, this is the first Dusty Thunder one. That's it is the first I mean, Dusty Thunder one. It's a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. It. You're kind of a big deal. I know. At Just least you know. Say yeah. So Tony is a big part of the content that you see on the Daily Post, on the live streams, on podcasts, on everything else. And uh, so because of that, he's he's already very familiar with the content type and how we do this. Uh, but for anybody who's new to the show, here's how this will go. We're going to read stories from the AITA subreddit and other sources, and then we'll discuss that story. Sometimes we'll use the ASCON scale to classify how big of an asshole the OP, which means original poster, or some other character in the story is. Is there anything that uh, that you'd like to say to our viewers? This is the first time that Tony is on camera. He's been involved with this a lot, but it's the first time he's actually been on content. So all, what do you want to say to all these people who already love you? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no uh yeah it'll be uh it should be fun i also i have not seen any of these stories which is odd because usually i'm the one picking out the stories reading the stories um so but i feel like my genuine reaction is um what helps with this story i don't know where i'm going with that. i i think the same way um my general approach is i i want to sight read the stories while i'm recording because I want my reaction to be genuine. I never want to read a story ahead of time. Now, there are some that are just like especially spicy or crazy that I'll hear you guys talking about ahead of time and I'll kind of know, Yeah. but but I won't have read the story yet. So it, it does go better that way. And I think it is an important thing for people to know. We have not read these stories before. This is the first time that we're these going were to be hand selected by Candy Thunder. That's right. It was part of my rider to uh, do this as the talent that I uh, had to have good stories and that I couldn't see them. So. He's called me a bit of a diva. But he's been he's that. been a real big diva about this, <laughs> pretending that he doesn't want to do it when we all know he really wants to. I'm still upset about um, not having the green only M and M's um, in here, but you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. But everything else on the writer we knocked out. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, which includes some pharmaceuticals that at some point <laughs> during this podcast is going to make him just keel over. Uh, I'm going to be like, what do you think of that, Tony? He's going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I guess that's cool. <laughs> that'll be part. That'll be part two of the podcast, probably. So which is important. If you're new to the podcast here, we split this up into two different parts because we have six stories to retotal, I believe. So Oof. we'll do three and three and, um, and some we'll last probably, minute additions too to that probably today. release those. Um, a week apart. So you'll get to see part one and then uh, the next week you'll get to see part two. See or hear. We have a lot of people who just listen to the podcast. So I've been told I have a face for radio. So you're welcome. Me too. 
That's how it goes. That is how it goes. Okay, let's go ahead and dive right in with story number one here. This one is, am I the astronaut for throwing my son and his future in-laws out of a house that we own? Too long, don't read. Son and future in-laws decide to exclude his family from wedding. They thought my son owned the house, not us. My wife and I bought a four-bedroom house in Pennsylvania that my son lives in. Our son went to college in Pennsylvania and stayed in the area. So we bought a house as a second home. So we bought the house as a second home. We live in New Jersey and commute into Manhattan for work. We figured that he would have a place to live and we could visit every so often and spend some quality time together. We pay the taxes and services, maintenance on the house, and our son pays for his groceries and the house utilities. All was going well for a few years. Our son meets a girl and they get serious. We met her and she seems nice enough. They announce their engagement and she moves into the house with our son. Now for the problem, the wedding. Oh boy. Shocking. Wedding drama. Wedding drama? Mm -hmm. I'm completely surprised. This is getting as common as mother-in-law drama. We held a little get-to-know-you barbecue at the Pennsylvania house. My son and daughter are there, as is our son's fiancé and her parents and sisters. We all seem to be getting along well. My wife, daughter, and the fiancé go to the house along with her mother and sisters and my son. A few minutes later, my wife and daughter come out, and they are really upset. They come over and tell me we're leaving and driving back to New Jersey. I try to find out what happened. Once we get back to New Jersey and they calm down, they told me that our son and his fiance, along with their family, don't want us at the wedding. Uh Uh-oh. Random. According to what I was told, we're not their kind of people. Hmm. When has that really applied to wedding invitations? I don't know. I was livid. I called my son and asked him what the hell this was about. He tells me that her family feels that we are not good enough and will embarrass them at a family wedding and that we are all uninvited from the wedding. Wow. Wait, what? We'll embarrass them? What is this, like Cousin Eddie? I mean, they own a Pennsylvania home. They live in New Jersey. They drive into Manhattan for work. What I'm envisioning here is not Cousin Eddie. No. I let a week go by to calm myself down and drive back to the Pennsylvania house. The new future in-laws are in the house along with the fiance. It appears they all moved into the house. Oh boy. They ask me why I'm here. I tell them that since we aren't invited to the wedding, I was coming over to talk to my son. They tell me to leave their house. I lost it and told them that they had 30 days to get out. Tell my son I'm selling the house and that he can find somewhere else to live with all of you. I go to a realtor in town and list the house for sale. They call my son at work and tell him what I said. Apparently, they thought he owned the house. He calls me and asks why I'm selling his house. I tell him I paid for it, along with the taxes on it, and it was mine. He was living there rent-free, but since he doesn't want us in his new life, he has to get out. I tell him the same as I told the future in-laws. They have 30 days to get out, then I'll get a lawyer and get them evicted. Am I the asshole for taking a hard stance on this? He is my son, but the in-laws seem to take over, and we no longer count. What? Okay, I feel like there's some missing context here. A whole lot of it. What did they do for them to say that you they're not our type of people? It doesn't sound like anything. It sounds like it was based purely on, you know, appearances or character or, or whatever. Like the cousin Eddie kind of a vibe. Right. But I'm just confused by all of this. Also, if the in-laws have moved into the house, that would make them more so the cousin Eddie type of people. Than OP here. So the in-laws are the ones saying that the parents who own the house are the not our kind of people. Correct. And said that they shouldn't be invited. Why do they have that vote? Why do they have that level of control? Yeah. 
Um, well, they've they've I exerted mean, enough control to move into the house, so they obviously have somebody by the balls. Yeah, unless the parents who own the house are the are put off a vibe of like better than you, more money than you type of vibe. But I, but you I'm would f- think that they wouldn't have said. Um, and then they moved into the house. Yeah, they moved in the house. Oof. They said that they weren't good enough, right? Isn't that what they said? We're not that kind of people. He called his son and asked what the hell this was about. He said that her family feels that we are not good enough. Hmm. Yet they he, had to move into the house that he owns. Yeah. You say that they're not good enough, but you move into the house that they pay for. None of this makes sense. No. None of it makes any sense. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand this. I don't understand this at all. There has to be something else here. Like there, there has to be some other reason unless they just made some random thing up so that they could move into the house and they could exert total control. And maybe they were threatened by OP and his family thinking that if they stayed involved and they didn't somehow excommunicate them from, from their, their daughter and OP's son, that they wouldn't be able to do shit like move into the house and have them provide for them. That's the only thing I can think of here. Yeah, I mean, I would think it'd be more embarrassing if you move into the move into a house with your daughter and future son. Yeah, which is why that's, the whole not good enough thing doesn't make sense. But that's what makes it also feel random and just BS. But OP's yeah. question here is, is he the asshole for taking a hard stance on this? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, if you're you let your son live there rent free, that's one thing. But then. <laughs> the future in-laws moving into the house and then after they've called you out and uninvited you from the wedding that I don't understand why they think they have the power to do that also. Well, they know better now. Apparently. So the son is really the pivot point in all of this because he's allowed this to happen. He could draw a line in the sand and and nut up and and fix this. He could say, okay, now what if I told this family to get out and what if you guys were invited back to the wedding, but then that has to, then there's a deep dive into why did this happen? Like what's the real issue? Yeah. I feel like there's a big chunk missing from this story of also, it doesn't really say what the son, how he reacted to any of this other than why are you selling the house? Not well, no, because OP called him and said, what the hell that or asked what the hell that was about. And he he said, it says he tells me that the fan, that her family feels that we are not good enough. So he just went along with it. And that we're on all uninvited from the wedding because so he just he apparently had no power to exert any kind of influence here at all. I was going to say, and he obviously didn't stand up for his own family, which is kind of a red flag there, too. But that's why I think he's the pivot point, especially standing up for your family that bought you a house that you live in for free. He had to have known that was a risk, but by his surprise, apparently didn't realize that, you know, if he uninvites his family to the wedding, he loses all the support he has from them. Which is a brozo move. Ugh. Yeah. This guy, uh, this guy stepped in it for sure. It sounds like he's stepping in it by marrying this girl. And it, and it sounds like the the in-laws are the cousin Eddies of the situation yes. who roll in town and move in. And now they need to go back to their camper because this is not working out. Oof, but the whole, the whole they feel like they're not good enough. Her family views his family like they aren't good enough. That's the most confusing line of all of this yeah. because it's it's backward. Yeah, it should be the other way around is the way it sounds by how the in-laws handle the situation. Like if the in-laws are like 
Hmm. It's confusing. It is. We are officially confused. Well, I would say OP is definitely not the asshole in this situation. I mean, well. Yeah, I don't think so. Based on what we know right now, OP's not the asshole. If there is more to the story that could change that. Yeah, if there's something maybe that the that they had done to upset or offend or embarrass the in-laws, then maybe that's a part of this that could be taken into consideration, but if just out of nowhere they're like, "Oh, you you're not good enough for for my daughter. This isn't, you know, this isn't going to work out." You're out. Like, I don't, yeah, it just I don't, doesn't make sense. I don't, yeah, that doesn't make sense. There's more to it here. There, something had to have happened for them to take that drastic of an action and try to uninvite them. Unless that, the like I said earlier, the only thing that makes sense to me is that they want total control of this marriage and of OP's son because he's obviously already providing for them by them moving into the house. Right. And they saw the parents as a threat to their way of life. And because of that, what they said doesn't make any sense, but everything else makes sense if that's the case. It's the only thing I can think of here that makes this all make sense. Yeah, I just I just don't understand why they you insult the people and then you move into the house. Well, they didn't know that they own the well, house. Well, that's true, but still you insulted the parents of of your future son-in-law, insulted their family and then like move in with the son-in-law. Yeah. Like and he's just supposed to just sit there and be like, "Oh, okay. Sorry." Go for it. Move and on he did it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that guy. Grow some balls, OP son. That guy's might be a little bit of an astronaut for that situation. Yeah. And he needs to realize what he's marrying into now. <laughs> yeah. It's going to, this is not going to stop. This is no. the very beginning. You're not even married yet. You're engaged. If you're and, not even married and your in laws are trying to take that much control over your life and asserting yourself in, Inserting themselves into your life like that, like, yeah, it's not going to stop. It's only going to get worse. That ain't cool. No. That ain't cool at Just all. Just wait until the actual wedding comes. Yeah. That's going to be some more mother-in-law drama. Yeah, we expect to see another story on this. Yeah. Okay, Surely so. Surely somewhere out there, there must be an update for this. There has out to there be. somewhere. Let's, uh, yeah, we may have to, we may have to ask Candy Thunder to keep an eye on this story because nothing makes sense to us. We don't understand what's happening. But based um, on what we have, I would say. The OP is not the asshole. And um, the OP's girlfriend's parents definitely are, but there's just more we need to know. And OP's son definitely is at this point, but there's more we need to know to be able to accurately classify them. Correct. (sighs) Okay. What a confusing start. That was confusing. Surely they're not all going to be this complicated. We need some clear cut assholes here. That came out wrong. (laughs) Candy's really making us think on these to start with. It's Friday. Why is it? Why are our brains aren't aren't operating at full steam here. Exactly. All right. Let's do it again. Let's dive into another story. Okay. All right. This next one is, am I the astronaut for wanting to have an opinion on my sister's wedding dress since I'm the one paying for it? More wedding drama. Yeah. <laughs> it's wedding season, apparently. My female 25 sister, female 27, is getting married. We don't come from a wealthy family. Her fiance and his family are also not wealthy, so neither our parents nor his are going to help out in paying for the wedding. I got married three years ago, and my husband is wealthy enough. So we decided to offer our help to pay for their wedding. We will pay for the venue, catering, and the bride and bridesmaids dresses. That's only what we agreed to, but we are happy to pay for more stuff in case the money is needed. We don't really have problems with money, and it makes us happy to help them celebrate their wedding. I don't have a job, and I love to plan social events, especially weddings. So I've offered my help to my sister. She's very happy with my help. 
Up until now, we've had no disagreements, and my sister, future brother-in-law, and I have been on the same page for almost everything. However, it's about time she buys her dress and picks the bridesmaids' dresses. So I went over to her apartment, and I suggested we could go shopping on the weekend, since she doesn't work. We could take our mom, her future mother-in-law, and maybe someone else if she wants to. My sister was taken aback by this request and said she planned to go alone because she didn't want to feel pressured to pick a dress she doesn't like. She said that it has happened with some other stuff and doesn't want it to happen with the dress too. I told her that's not fun at all. Dress shopping is a nice activity to do together. I am also her maid of honor and I want to help her pick out the dress. She told me I will bully her to buy a dress I like and not one she actually likes and wants to use on her special day. We argued about this for a bit more. The more we spoke, the worse I felt because there is supposed to be a bonding activity. The more we spoke, the worse I felt because this is supposed to be a bonding activity. I invited her to go buy my dress when I got married. Why can't she do the same? Then I told her I felt like her ATM because she only wants my money and doesn't want to include me. Oh boy! She told me I offered to help them pay for the wedding. They didn't ask and that I was an asshole for trying to gaslight her into doing what I want. Then I left. My husband agrees that if my sister can't do something as small as letting me go with her to buy her dress, then I should tell her I will not help for paying it. However, my sister cried to our parents, and my mom called me to tell me off because it looks like I'm using my husband's money to get my sister to do anything I want in her day. (laughs) Edit, for F's sake, I said that my sister doesn't work on weekends. She does work on weekdays. And why would I even judge her if she didn't have a job if I don't have one either? Apparently... Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently there were some issues there oh and she said reddit you're the asshole so apparently comments were <laughs> flaming her for talking about her sister not working uh okay oh, so boy. what do you think here tony spark uh well i think that there were some uh warning signs that this was not gonna end well in the beginning when when you offer to pay for something for somebody like that you obviously are wanting a little bit of control over it. And when you say you like planning those social events and you like doing it, it means you're going to want to plan your sister's wedding the way you want it done, not the way your sister wants it done. So, I mean, the way it ended with her throwing it back in there, like I'm paying for it. Like it's okay. But, but role revert, not role reverse, but change her role right now to like the mom or the mother-in-law. Who is, who is helping pay. And typically, when parents help pay, they get a vote. They don't get the final say, but they get right. a vote. And they get included in that kind of stuff. So That's true. If I she mean, were a parent, I don't, I don't think the parameters are any different here. Maybe she's overreaching by wanting to be like heavily involved in every decision. But she's, it feels like she's genuinely trying to help them. But she thinks she's trying to help them. But... It sounds like they haven't been honest about being on the same page with her about every decision. She thought that they were on the same page. Opie's sister here says that it has happened before. So she feels like she's bullied her into making choices that she didn't want to make and that OP wanted to make here. Right. Which is clarifying. And OP should take that and say, okay, well, now I know. Please speak up and tell me when there's something that you don't like. I'm not going to force you into doing something that you don't want to do. I am here to help. That should have been the response right? because it wasn't the response. I feel like you're right. That's a big warning sign for her just wanting to exert some control here, which and I, sucks. And I think that, um, you know, I think we don't know also how many of these decisions have been made where they've gone head to head about it going into this and the 
you know, the bride to be is like, just fine. Sure. We can do it this way. We can do it this way. And maybe this is something like she just wants this one thing for herself because her sister is involved in all of this. And maybe, you know, like if she's worried that she's going to bully her into picking a dress, then maybe she's like, I just want to have one thing on my own. I don't know. She said that it has happened with some other stuff yeah. and doesn't want it to happen with the dress too. But that's on her for not speaking up, isn't it? Yeah, but we also don't know if she hasn't spoken up, though. I mean, she more than likely she's probably there's probably a bit of guilt going along with that. I'm sure there is of her sister paying for it and not wanting to upset her going into this, like with all these other situations and all these other decisions that are being made. Um, But that's also one of those scenarios that we've talked about before when it's like if you have a problem and you don't speak up. You're accepting to let that continue to grow and be a problem. And it sounds like what happened here is what happened so many times. And that is like, she didn't speak up. She didn't speak up. She didn't speak up. She didn't create boundaries. And then she flipped out hard all at once. Yeah. And that, I feel like that part of it is on OP's sister. OP's reaction should have been, well, then just tell me if you don't like something. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm here to help you. Yeah. The staying quiet and push and just letting it build up is never, never going to be good, especially when it comes to weddings. So I kind of feel like we're on and everyone sucks here. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely been a lack of communication between the sisters in the situation of if she's again, she may have just been agreeing to everything and then it just finally just bubbled up. Finally, she's like, no, like I'm doing this the way I want to do it. Right. So, oh, okay. I think I misunderstood Candy Thunder's note here. I thought she was telling Reddit that Reddit (laughs) is the asshole, but Reddit said Reddit's verdict was that OP was the asshole oh. and in her reaction to the sister saying that she felt like she was being bullied into decisions, her reaction, not coming from a pure place and, and saying, I'm just here to help. I don't want to force you into anything. Her instead saying, if I'm paying for it, I should, I should be able to be involved. Probably does make her the asshole. Yeah. And I feel like playing that card is if you were genuinely helping your sister because you wanted to help your sister, yeah. then you wouldn't be playing that card. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're helping her to help her, you should be like, oh, you know, I'd like to be there, but I understand instead of just being like, well, I'm paying for it. So, you know what? I'm just not going to help pay for anything. I should be involved. Exactly. So I feel like if you're playing that card, then there's another motive of wanting control over it than just wanting to help. Because if you're genuinely wanting to help, then I mean, yeah, you might be disappointed that you didn't get to go pick out the wedding dress and be a part of that. But if you genuinely care about what your sister wants, you'd be like, oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. Even if you're paying for it, but you're, you're volunteering to pay for it. Well, she threatened to not pay for it if she wasn't involved. Right. Which is probably the pivot point that makes her an asshole. Right. Here. So where's she at? Ask on scale. I've got the new, the new page on the uh, dusty thunder, dusty dash thunder.com website pulled up. Now we have an entire page dedicated to explaining the ask on scale and I'm just using it to, uh, to guide us here. I feel like ask on four is, is too gentle for her because it's that's could have done it differently. And ask on three is you should have done it differently. I think we're probably around ask on three. Yeah. Because if you go to two, then it's, you definitely shouldn't have done that. And, and I don't feel like we're in that territory. We're just in the territory of this should have been handled. Yeah. I think, I think it comes down to she, her and her sister should have communicated a little better. And maybe it was setting those expectations in the beginning of what you're paying for. Like if I'm helping pay for it, I would like to be involved in these things up front. So then maybe the sister knows where to pick her battles on what she's going to be involved in going forward. Right. Like 
you know, I would like to be involved in the dress fitting. I want to be involved in that. And then she doesn't want to be involved in catering the DJ, the music. Okay. Let her pick out those things. And you know that your sister's going to be involved in this, but instead it sounds like the sister who's OP is going into it saying, well, I'm helping pay for everything. So I'm going to help decide everything. And yes. meanwhile, the sister is like, well, I'm, I'm not on board with that. And so I think the expectations probably should have been set going into this right which is a hard thing to do with his family and especially when it's money and family it yep. becomes a difficult situation and probably defining what involved means because typically if someone is paying for things and they're involved in those steps they have input but they don't have the final decisions right and that probably should have been defined here at all because it seems like op thinks that she should have input in the final decisions not just input. Um, I want to believe that OP had like good intentions the entire time. And this wasn't a control thing, but until she plays that card at the end. But I mean, I think part of that was influenced by her husband though. Cause it does say her husband said that if we're, if you're paying for it, then you shouldn't have to, what do we dudes know about wedding planning? I don't, I don't know. But if he's the one, if, if OP doesn't have the job and it's husband's money that's being spent, maybe that's the pressure was coming from him to say, Cause it sounds like, what's he say? My husband agrees that if my sister can't do something as small as letting me go with her to buy the dress and I should tell her, I won't be, I won't be helping pay for it. Yeah. He was probably the the wrong person to yeah. confer with at yeah. this point. He did not help your situation at all. OP. Yeah. And that and landed I mean, you in ask on three territory. And I mean, we don't know. I mean, I guess in the beginning, I think it said that they were, they were both okay with it. Unless this was like a, Hey, we're going to help pay for my sister's wedding. And he's like, uh, okay, whatever you say, uh, yeah. you know, um, yeah, I feel like I, you know, I I don't know if that kind of clouds what her intentions going forward, like in the beginning with all of this was when she just is quick to play that card. Yeah, it does. That that was where she screwed up because if she had responded purely and said, "Look, I'm just I'm just here to help," yeah, then she would have not been on the ask on scale at all. Uh, her sister does. Her sister is on the ask on scale also, probably an ask on four for not speaking up sooner mm -hmm. and just letting it happen and then flipping out all at once, like you. That could have been done differently. Yeah. Not should have been, but could have been. Right. So it's still it's it isn't everyone sucks here, but uh but OP is a bigger asshole because because instead of coming from a pure place, she she continued to try to use the influence of her money mm -hmm. to exert control. And again, at the end of the day, yeah, you're helping pay for it, but this is not about you. It ain't your goddamn wedding. It ain't yours. It ain't your goddamn wedding. Go say to mount you, sit down. Just sit down, show up to the wedding. Write the check. I mean, that's you need to calm down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tony's already got uh, T Swift lyrics stuck in his head today, so we're just reinforcing that. We're gonna expect I swear you that to, never happens. <laughs> we're gonna expect you to uh, to use T Swift lyrics in every response. <laughs> Speaking of, we're gonna go ahead and dive into our next story, the last story of part one here. <coughs> After I choke, this one is. Am I the astronaut for deleting my friend's wedding photos in front of them? Oh, no. Ugh. Three wedding drama stories in a row. Oof, this is a lot of a lot of wedding drama. Oh, boy. All right. I'm not really a photographer. I'm a dog groomer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good intro. I take lots of photos of dogs all day to put on my Facebook and Instagram. It's my thing, if that makes sense. A cut and a photo with every appointment. I very seldom shoot things other than dogs, even if I have a nice setup. A friend of mine got married a few days ago and wanted to save money and asked if I'd do the shoot for them. 
I told him it's not really my forte, but he convinced me by saying he didn't care if they were perfect, that they were on a shoestring budget, and I agreed to shoot it for $250, which is nothing for a 10-hour event. As a photographer, how does that make you feel as somebody who would... um $250 for a 10 hour shoot. That's, uh, that's oof. That makes my belly hurt a little bit. Um, and it makes my nether regions invert. <laughs> I, uh, Jesse's not in here, but I can see her eye twitching right now. Just at the, yeah. just at the thought of that. So here's the deal. There's a lot of money to be made in wedding photography. Um, I never officially entered into it. I did one test wedding for, uh, for this couple that couldn't afford one anyway. So I did it. I did it pro bono to just, experiment with it and see if it's something that I would enjoy doing or could tolerate doing that would be worth the money that could come along with it. And after that one event decided new, Mm. here's the problem. It's a lot. You have no control over anything that happens that day, but you have this list of these must have shots that have to happen and you just can't control your environment at all. And that for me, who's a guy who, Oh yeah, that'd be a disaster for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Tony knows Ugh. it's, I, I have, it must be an itemized plan down to the minute of what's going to go on. And if we're, if it's a minute off, pff, that's it. Screw it. Don't even yep. get married. It today. won't be the bride having a meltdown. And It'll I will me. say Holding as a, the camera as a, uh, I can speak from experience as a participant in several weddings and having dealt with wedding photographers. There's also always the drunk groomsman that is just not, cooperating with you and yes you say that they're not in charge but i've had several photographers have been in charge the good ones take charge yeah but but i saw in that one that one pro bono experiment that i did i was like there's no yeah this is this is a level of stress that isn't worth i i would have to be it would have to be like 25 grand minimum for me to do a wedding to be worth that that stress level that's a lot yep so what I'm saying, I'm like, ah, yeah, it would have to be, it would have to be a stupid amount of money for me to be like, fine, I'll put myself through hell. <laughs> All right. We'll continue. Oh, that was now. a tangent. Yep. On the day of, I'm driving around following the bride as she goes from appointment to appointment before the ceremony, taking photos along the way. I shoot the ceremony itself. And during the reception, I'm shooting speeches and people mingling. I started around 11 a.m. and was due to finish around 7.30 p.m. Around 5 p.m., food is being served, and I was told I cannot stop to eat because I need to be a photographer. In fact, they didn't save me a spot at any table. I'm getting tired, and at this point, kind of regretting doing this for next to nothing. It's also unbelievably hot. The venue is an old Veterans Legion, and it's like 110 degrees Fahrenheit, and there's no A.C. Oof. Oh, rough. Oh, so it's hell already, and now it's just uh, literally the temperature, it, the it's sauna in hell. hell. Yeah. Oh. I told the groom I need to take off for 20 minutes to get something to eat and drink. There's no open bar or anything. I can't even get water, and my two water bottles are long empty. He tells me I need to either be a photographer or leave without pay. With the heat, being hungry, being generally annoyed at the circumstances, I asked if he was sure, and he said yes. So I deleted all the photos I took in front of him <laughs> and took off saying I'm not his photographer anymore. Oh, if I was to be paid $250, honestly, at that point, I would have just paid $250 <laughs> for a glass of cold water and somewhere to sit for five minutes. Was I the asshole? They went right on to their honeymoon and they've all been off social media, but a lot of people have been posting on their wall asking about photos with zero responses. Can I just say that based on this budget, where was their honeymoon going to be? Where were they going to at this point? If you're in a venue with no air conditioning in 110 degrees and you paid a dog groomer to be your photographer. I mean, no. <laughs> where, where is this honeymoon going to here? <laughs> oh, wow. Branson. 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like even Branson is a little you're true. high end for this kind of budget. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh but but okay, oh. from a photographer's perspective, typically people don't want you taking photos while people are eating unless there's some kind of attraction going on that you need to be shooting but while people are eating that's typically the time as a photographer where you you, get a break you get a break you recharge batteries swap out memory cards you grab a bite or something you rehydrate because no one wants a photographer walking around holding a camera while they're eating it makes people nervous so typically at events that's that's when you take a time out um so (sighs) they they've done you dirty in several ways here op and and i think you were i think you were totally fine First of all, you did them a favor by doing this for 250 bucks. For So for you saying that you needed to bounce out for 20 minutes while people are eating so that you can do what you need to do, that should have been a, a scheduled break time anyway. You're doing them a favor for for the groom here. Was it the groom? Yeah, the groom is an asshole for just being like, no, sorry. Like, and you can't even, you can't even argue like, I'm not paying you to do this. Like, you're barely paying me to begin with. Right. You're paying me, you know, 20, like nothing, nothing to do this. So you can't pull the whole, I'm paying for this. I'm not paying you to stand around and eat and drink. Well, you know what? You're really not paying me to be here the whole time anyway. Right. So, yeah, that's that's an asshole move. Um, okay, so let's do some math real quick here. 10 hours, is that what she said? Mm-hmm. 250 divided by 10. That's $25 an hour. However, if it's 10 hours of shooting, what's the ratio that we use for photo shoots for shooting to editing? Photo, I believe, is two to two one. Two to one? Okay, so then you're looking at 20 hours worth of editing for 10 hours worth of shooting. You're looking at 30 hours total, so 250 divided by 30 is $8.33 an hour. Yeah. That's to what not you be able to OP. take a drink of water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? If you were if you had a job somewhere making $8.33 an hour, um, you get a break. You get a fifteen minute break in there. Get breaks. I mean, You'd have multiple breaks in and I there. Mean, and you know, a ten hour day. I don't even know wedding photography, but I mean, this is something that somebody's probably going to charge you on the low end twenty five hundred dollars to do that. Yeah, and that's probably low to do that. Oof. Uh, yeah. Groom here saying he tells me, or groom here saying that OP either needs to be a photographer or leave without pay was the dumbest damn thing he mm-hmm. could have done. And I'm sure, I don't know where the bride was at this It's weird that the bride is not involved in any of this from the beginning. The fact that the groom found her, which they can help plan weddings too. That's not saying that it just can be the bride. But the fact that there was no no mention of of the bride in this at all. None. That the groom just, uh, maybe this was, he was given the responsibility to find a photographer. And two weeks before the wedding, he's like, oh shit, I forgot to find a photographer. Or oh, if, oh if let me call my dog groomer and see if she can take our wedding photos. I mean, what? We also, I mean, we don't know. We don't know that this dog groomer is even a female, honestly. Not that it matters, but they could be bro buddies. You know what I mean? That is true, too. This this could be, this could just be like a, hey, I've got a buddy who does this thing. And I've he's seen thinking, I'm going to save us some money and I'm going to book this really cheap. He's like, oh, man. They could be sitting around one night going, oh, man, I got to book a photographer. It's going to cost us some money. Like, man, I'll do it for 250 bucks. Could have been. All right. Yeah. Could have been. And I mean, if it is a true shoestring operation, in those true shoestring operations, maybe the groom is more involved by just trying to make things work. Right. But him saying what he said, um, probably should have consulted with his bride before yeah. threatening the photographer to <laughs> to not be paid. <laughs> 
and causing the photographer to delete all the pictures right there. So that's where I will say that I don't, I think maybe I would have, I understand the probably rage that's going through you and you're exhausted and you're hot and you're, but I would have maybe saved them, not deleted them and just left. And then been, then when they're asking for them later, be like, I've got them, but you want them, you're going to pay me $2,500. Yeah. So, well, here's the funny part as a photographer and any photographer who has accidentally uh, deleted something off a card or corrupted a card, they can be rescued. You can always get the temp file backups from that card and restore the actual photos. So OP still has them, whether they realize it or not. As long as that card hasn't been reused and recleared or reformatted, they can still get them off of that card. And I'm sure that maybe that was her bargaining chip, basically. It's entirely possible. Yeah. And then he'd be like, oh, did you really, you know, like, oh. Come back a couple weeks later and be like, I've got them if you're $500 minimum. I was going to say, yeah, the price is going up for you being an asshole. I mean, the circumstances of this, uh, of this make me think that Opie's not an asshole at all. And the fact that the groom was such a douche nozzle, uh, about how they, how they treated their friend and photographer here. Um, yeah. (laughs) And again, that's, uh, this will probably be the last time that Opie ever, ever is a <laughs> photographer not, for a wedding. Yeah. They're not adding um, wedding photographer to their Instagram bio anytime soon after this. Yep. And I get it. I'm here to tell you, I understand. And it, it, it's like you said, this is probably experiences like this. Why some, it, why photographers charge so much for weddings because there's so many that probably have done it cheap and been like, I am never doing that again. Right. It's a crazy long day. You end up with like 2000 photos that you have to edit. It is exhausting. It is nonstop. You have no control over anything and it's got to be worth it. Not yeah. just, not just dollar per hour wise, and, but it's got to be, you've got to feel good about what you're doing. And I will say the wedding photographers are the hardest working people at a wedding that day. I mean, arguably they have the job. I mean, it is, like you said, you're traveling to different locations. Sometimes yep. to take pictures, the weather, the, this, that trying to organize. Sometimes it's when you're trying to hurt, like, uh, cats in a wheelbarrow heard drunk bridesmaids and drunk groomsmen to get photos and to make them look good. Yeah. And to make sure you get in the pressure of there's obviously some bridezillas out there and she wants those pictures. And especially if you're paying for them and mothers-in-law, <sighs> they have to deal with those too. Mm, yeah. Maybe more so than anyone else. Yeah. OP is uh you are not the asshole in this Agreed. situation. Agreed. The groom is a, that's it. He's on the ASCOM scale for sure. But OP. Yeah. You, you, uh, you probably lucked out by not having to deal with the rest of that wedding. Then the editing process and all of that. And because they, what's going to happen, you give them these photos and then they bitch about them anyway. Probably. They're like, well, I'm not, you're not dogs. What? <laughs> you know, I mean, what am I, I supposed to do I didn't just give here? you a haircut. Seriously. I don't have you on a leash. There's like, all these kind of different things here. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I it could have been done differently, and maybe that actually lands OP on the ASCON scale. But but knowing that those images can be rescued from the card makes me think that OP's not an asshole, asshole yeah. at all here. And, and OP's friend, the groom, had every opportunity during this process to say, okay, now wait. And didn't just let it happen. So, not nah, screw it. They they want to they want to pay you peanuts and mistreat you. Nope. Yeah. It sucks that they went. You know, OP went through that and isn't going to get paid at all. But you know, probably like I said, probably dodged a bullet in the end. You with, got paid with some dignity points. I think. I think. Uh, 
drawing a line in the sand, creating boundaries and standing up for yourself, I think is what you got paid in. Yeah. Uh, and, and a valuable lesson about shooting weddings. Yeah. Never again. Unless it's like a dog wedding. And then that would, you know, that, I feel like that's Jesse's dream come true. There's a niche. A dog There's a niche for OP I mean, here. Dog wedding. There you go. You have experience now. <laughs> yeah. Dog weddings. We shot the ceremony. I mean, you do have experience. You've gone through that. Maybe rescue those images just so that you can save them for portfolio, but then use AI to uh, to Photoshop uh, dog heads on every one of your photos. Mm. And I mean, again, it shows from the groom. Like, I, I don't think he obviously knows much about weddings. If I, I've never, I can not recall the wedding photographer taking pictures of people eating anyway. No. Like, what is she supposed to be doing there? You want her to take pictures? You no, want no. the photographer to take pictures of people eating? No. Yeah. Unless they're giving speeches or toasts or something during that time, it is a no-no. But if they're just eating and sitting eating. there, like, that, that, what's wrong with that? Like, what does OP want? Like, picture of grandma eating some roast beef? Like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, <laughs> like I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, so, why, why do you want a picture of that? Even at normal like <laughs> events, non-wedding events, when when I've shot photos for for those, typically the event coordinators will be like, "Hey, we've got we've got a seat for you. We've got a table for you here. Like, please sit and eat." But I don't eat while I'm working because it just freaks me out. So uh, so I would just stand there and I just rehydrate. I would go to the bathroom, go check to the bathroom. your camera back. There's yep. all this recharge batteries, swap cards, like get your, that's where you have a, a respite to be able to get your gear yeah. and your body like ready for battle again. But, and I would say uh, based on this budget, there is no planner or a day of person. Sure. To handle this situation. Sure. Sure. So uh, yeah, tough, tough all the way around. It is a tough situation and you probably lost a friend in this process, but I think you can safely say that this friend didn't really value you as a human yeah, being. I mean, so it, screw him. But yeah, and again, pulling out that card, like I'm not paying you to, I'm not paying you to drink a bottle of water. You like, either got to be a photographer or leave without paying. Yeah. Like, bro, <laughs> calm down. Go eat the cake. Calm down. You need to calm down. You're being too loud. <laughs> All right. That was the end of our last story for part one. We're going to take a short break here. Uh, this is the end of part <laughs> one of the Dusty Thunder podcast with Tony Spark. We do have three more stories to read, but we're going to chunk those out into part two here. So thank you for joining us for part one. We'll have part two out for you shortly. Thank you. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.